0: Section 11 of The Green Fairy Book. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit librivox.org. Recording by Nadine Godbout. The Green Fairy Book by Andrew Lang. The Three Little Pigs. There was once upon a time a pig who lived with her three children on a large, comfortable, old-fashioned farmyard. The eldest of the little pigs was called Brownie the second whitey, and the youngest and best-looking Blackie. Now Brownie was a very dirty little pig, and, I am sorry to say, spent most of his time rolling and wallowing about in the mud. He was never so happy as on a wet day, when the mud in the farmyard got soft and thick and slab. Then he would steal away from his mother's side, and, finding the muddiest place in the yard, would roll about in it and thoroughly enjoy himself. His mother often found fault with him for this, and would shake her head sadly and say, Ah, Brownie, some day you will be sorry that you did not obey your old mother. But no words of advice or warning could cure Brownie of his bad habits. Whitey was quite a clever little pig, but she was greedy. She was always thinking of her food and looking forward to her dinner, and when the farm girl was seen carrying the pails across the yard, "'she would rise up on her hind legs "'and dance and caper with excitement. "'As soon as the food was poured into the trough, "'she jostled Blackie and Brownie out of the way "'in her eagerness to get the best and biggest bits for herself. "'Her mother often scolded her for her selfishness "'and told her that some day she would suffer "'for being so greedy and grabbing. "'Blackie was a good, nice little pig, "'neither dirty nor greedy. "'He had nice dainty ways, for a pig,' and his skin was always as smooth and shining as black satin. He was much cleverer than Brownie and Whitey, and his mother's heart used to swell with pride when she heard the farmer's friends say to each other that some day the little black fellow would be a prize pig. Now the time came when the mother pig felt old and feeble and near her end. One day she called the three little pigs round her and said, My children, I feel that I am growing old and weak, and that I shall not live long before i die i should like to build a house for each of you as this dear old sty in which we have lived so happily will be given to a new family of pigs and you will have to turn out now brownie what sort of a house would you like to have a house of mud replied brownie looking longingly at a wet puddle in the corner of the yard and you whitey said the mother pig in rather a sad voice for she was disappointed that brownie had made so foolish a choice "'A house of cabbage,' answered Whitey, with a mouth full, and scarcely raising her snout out of the trough in which she was grabbing for some potato parings. "'Foolish, foolish child,' said the mother pig, looking quite distressed. "'And you, Plucky," turning to her youngest son, "'what sort of a house shall I order for you? "'A house of brick, please, mother, "'as it will be warm in winter and cool in summer "'and safe all the year round.' "'That is a sensible little pig,' "'replied his mother, looking fondly at him. "'I will see that the three houses are got ready at once. "'And now one last piece of advice. "'You have heard me talk of our old enemy, the fox. "'When he hears that I am dead, "'he is sure to try and get hold of you, "'to carry you off to his den. "'He is very sly, "'and will no doubt disguise himself, "'and pretend to be a friend, "'but you must promise me "'not to let him enter your houses "'on any pretext whatever.' And the little pigs readily promised, for they had always had a great fear of the fox, of whom they had heard many terrible tales. A short time afterwards, the old pig died, and the little pigs went to live in their own houses. Brownie was quite delighted with his soft mud walls and with the clay floor, which soon looked like nothing but a big mud pie. But that was what Brownie enjoyed, and he was as happy as possible. "'rolling about all day and making himself in such a mess. "'One day, as he was lying half-asleep in the mud, "'he heard a soft knock at his door, and a gentle voice said, "'May I come in, Master Brownie? "'I want to see your beautiful new house.' "'Who are you?' said Brownie, starting up in a great fright, "'for though the voice sounded gentle, "'he felt sure it was a faint voice, and he feared it was the fox. "'I am a friend come to call on you,' answered the voice. "'No, no,' replied Brownie. "'I don't believe you are a friend. "'You are the wicked fox against whom our mother warned us. "'I won't let you in.' "'Oh, is that the way you answer me?' "'said the fox, speaking very roughly in his natural voice. "'We shall soon see who is master here.' "'And with his paws he set to work "'and scraped a large hole in the soft mud walls. "'A moment later he had jumped through it, "'and catching Brownie by the neck, "'flung him on his shoulders "'and trotted off with him to his den.' The next day, as Whitey was munching a few leaves of cabbage out of the corner of her house, the fox stole up to her door, determined to carry her off to join her brother in his den. He began speaking to her in the same faint, gentle voice in which he had spoken to Brownie. But it frightened her very much when he said, "'I am a friend come to visit you, and to have some of your good cabbage for my dinner.' "'Please don't touch it!' cried Whitey in great distress." The cabbages are the walls of my house, and if you eat them, you will make a hole, and the wind and rain will come in and give me a cold. Do go away. I am sure you are not a friend, but our wicked enemy, the fox. And poor Whitey began to whine and to whimper, and to wish that she had not been such a greedy little pig, and had chosen a more solid material than cabbages for her house. But it was too late now, and in another minute the fox had eaten his way through the cabbage walls and had caught the trembling, shivering Whitey, and carried her off to his den. The next day the fox started off for Blacky's house, because he had made up his mind that he would get the three little pigs together in his den, and then kill them, and invite all his friends to a feast. But when he reached the brick house, he found that the door was bolted and barred, so in his sly manner he began, "'Do let me in, dear Blacky,' I have brought you a present of some eggs that I picked up in a farmyard on my way here. No, no, Mr. Fox, replied Blackie. I am not going to open my door to you. I know your cunning ways. You have carried off poor Brownie and Whitey, but you are not going to get me. At this the fox was so angry that he dashed with all his force against the wall and tried to knock it down. But it was too strong and well built, and though the fox scraped and tore at the bricks with his paws, he only hurt himself, and at last he had to give it up, and limp away with his forepaws all bleeding and sore. "'Never mind!' he cried angrily as he went off. "'I'll catch you another day, see if I don't, and won't I grind your bones to powder when I have got you in my den?' And he snarled fiercely and showed his teeth. Next day Blackie had to go into the neighboring town to do some marketing and to buy a pig kettle. As he was walking home with it slung over his shoulder, "'he heard a sound of steps stealthily creeping after him. "'For a moment his heart stood still with fear, "'and then a happy thought came to him. "'He had just reached the top of a hill "'and could see his own little house "'nestling at the foot of it among the trees. "'In a moment he had snatched the lid of the kettle "'and had jumped in himself. "'Coiling himself round, "'he lay quite snug in the bottom of the kettle,' while with his foreleg he managed to put the lid on so that he was entirely hidden. With a little kick from the inside, he started the kettle off, and down the hill it rolled full tilt, and when the fox came up, all that he saw was a large black kettle spinning over the ground at a great pace. Very much disappointed, he was just going to turn away, when he saw the kettle stop close to the little brick house, and in a moment later Blackie jumped out of it, and escaped with the kettle into the house, where he barred and bolted the door, and put the shutter up over the window. "'Oh, oh," exclaimed the fox to himself. "'You think you will escape me that way, do you? We shall soon see about that, my friend.' And very quietly and stealthily he prowled round the house, looking for some way to climb onto the roof. In the meantime Blacky had filled the kettle with water, and, having put it on the fire, sat down quietly waiting for it to boil. Just as the kettle was beginning to sing and steam to come out of the spout, he heard a sound like a soft, muffled step-patter, patter, patter overhead-and the next moment the fox's head and forepaws were seen coming down the chimney. But Blacky very wisely had not put the lid on the kettle, and with a yelp of pain, the fox fell into the boiling water, and before he could escape, Blacky had popped the lid on and the fox was scolded to death. As soon as he was sure that their wicked enemy was really dead, and could do them no further harm, Blackie started off to rescue Brownie and Whitey. As he approached the den, he heard piteous grunts and squeals from his poor little brother and sister, who lived in constant terror of the fox keening and eating them. But when they saw Blackie appear at the entrance to the den, their joy knew no bounds. He quickly found a sharp stone, and cut the cords by which they were tied to a stake in the ground, and then all three started off together for Blackie's house, where they lived happily ever after. And Brownie quite gave up rolling in the mud, and Whitey ceased to be greedy, for they never forgot how nearly these faults had brought them to an untimely end. End of the Three Little Pigs